We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. This week's guest is Shell Via. For 25 years, Shell, CEO and visionary rabbit of Visual Caffeine, has stayed true to her authentic self and worked exclusively through her branding agency to help clients magnify and broadcast their message. Currently, Visual Caffeine continues to bring companies and communities goals to fruition, not only by building messages and magnifying voices, but by building and magnifying relationships. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited to have you here. I love connecting with others that are in the digital marketing space because although it's a 30-minute show, I know we could easily talk for hours on this topic. (laughs) Oh, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But let's dive in and let's talk about Instagram a little bit. What is one of the biggest mistakes that people are making on Instagram? Honestly, it's amazing to me. It seems to be the same mistake um, people have been making since I swear Instagram started. It's the over-promoting. Um, people tend to stay really imbalanced with the amount that they're just driving really quality-driven content uh, that, that feeds their credibility, feeds their brand, and instead they, they make their channel about sales. Yeah. I, I have a saying that I learned once and I often will share. It's that it's called social media and not self <laughs> media. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but people get nervous that things aren't working. And I think that they, in that nerve, they tend to oversell instead. And what they don't realize it is a relationship building opportunity. hmm Totally agree with you. So, so what are a few ways for a company to put their brand out there to exemplify their brand in social media? Well, I honestly think it's two C's. It's content and consistency. Being consistent about who you say you are and who you are trying to be out there in the world and being perceived Uh in an authentic way, but then also um, putting out quality content that you know your target market would be interested in and freely give it. Don't hold back. There's a lot of truth to that. I mean, at the end of the day, you can pretty much find the answer to anything on the internet right now. So why hold anything back? Exactly. I don't know why people think that they're holding a stash of cards that somebody couldn't find. The reason that someone ends up hiring you has to do with connection, a relationship, a trust that they have built with you through social media. And it isn't because you left some secret cards in in the stack that you're only giving to people who pay you. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I remember um, I I was in very much fascinated with Panera's macaroni and cheese. So of course I go to Google and Yum. Um, it wasn't their recipe, but a number of people had their version of it and it was pretty darn close to the actual. <laughs> so yeah, you can find anything on the internet. <laughs> But you, exactly. <laughs> like you said, you build the trust by showcasing your expertise and, and um, as opposed to your competition, right? Exactly, exactly. And, and it, it's, like I said, it's a relationship and it's nurturing a relationship. And think about it. If you are becoming the the target of someone's cycle of information information they could get other places and they're choosing you to listen to that's that's already putting you at this kind of you know teacher teacher state a trusted teacher a trusted advisor and in in that's that's a great position to be in in someone's eyes i love that trusted advisor that is a really good powerful title to hold um, in someone's yeah mindset and eyes as far as um, where they're getting their information and and really what's helping them make intelligent business decisions or buying decisions. Exactly. Absolutely. So let's talk about the websites a little bit. What mistakes do companies make with their website that affects the user experience? Well, first off, People approach the website a lot of times as just kind of this online brochure. That is how websites started. I was, you know, I was in the midst of the web boom. That's when I started my company. And it was all about making, you know, your website just basically this online brochure. Like it was so great to even have a website, you know. But now in in for a long time, um, your website needs to be this fluid organic space that you're nurturing your users are coming in because that glimmering back button is always there and you have a very short period of time that they can you know that you have to pull them in um and once they get there they want to be pulled into a culture that is your brand want to find what they are seeking and why they're there so they want to be understood they want um they want to find what they were looking for when they found you. And if you don't quickly give that to them, you are going to lose them as fast as they came in. And part of that is making things as easily communicated as well as, I like the term, frictionless as possible, meaning that they have the least amount of steps to get what they want and also for you to get a sale with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got to make it easy for people to buy from you and to mm-hmm. understand what it is that you're providing at the end of the day. I often like to refer to a website as a billboard is, yes. is, is, you know, we're not, we're not brochures. The websites should not be a brochure, but a billboard, you have seven seconds to capture someone's attention. And there's a lot of truth to that with a website, because if you don't have their attention, they hit the back button. Exactly. Going on to someone and else to help solve that problem. Yes, because they have a million in that search uh, that they came from when they found you in the first place, if that's how they found you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so, so much truth to that. I love that. Um, 
Yeah. It's all about relationships. And that's what I love. Um, this topic in general for this show is about relationships because business is about relationships, selling social media, your website. It's about creating a connection and nurturing. So Shell, can you share with our listeners one of your most successful or favorite networking experiences that you've had? Um, well, gosh, I've had so many. I, I basically built my business on networking and relationships. Um, and it's, I would say it is one of the best ways to grow your business organically. I mean, yes, we would love our, our businesses to grow at an expensive um, speed, um, but to have relationships, to build loyalty amongst groups of people and to nurture that over time, and as well as that adds the circle, um, it's just an amazing, amazing thing. And, I've, and that is how I've grown for over you know, over 25 years. But I would say my best networking experiences have been recently. I got involved with uh, Hivery. Uh, it's an organization that was actually a co-working space in San Francisco. And I read about Grace, who had started the organization several years ago. But when the pandemic happened, it was solely in San Francisco. And then the pandemic happened. I was like, oh, I wonder if they have created a virtual space. And she has successfully created such a community of women and a trust circle with everyone who is a member. And she did open it up into a virtual space. And ever since I've joined that community, I've just had these amazing connections with very like-minded women. And, I, and I've actually even pulled some other people in my own network over there because I thought that they would love the experience as well. And of course, it gives me the feeling of obviously a West Coast culture um, is very much in there, but uh, it's in a, in a great and fantastic way. And to me, it all has to do with Grace's leadership. That's as to why that has happened. So it has been, even in Zoom, our Zooms are just very engaging and where we've seen a lot of just tiredness with doing Zooms, uh, she has successfully continued to implement Zooms that are engaging and you feel like you're always coming away with inspiration. And it's just been truly incredible. Yeah, that's great. Um, some people have done a fantastic job uh, really maximizing the virtual event experience and um, and opening up the doors to, you know, outside of that normal bubble, it sounds like, um, has been extremely beneficial. So I love that. And I, I love that you've identified um, and community um, with like-minded individuals. That can be so powerful and I'm sure it's helped to maintain a positive um, mindset to be around some um, like-minded individuals, but I would imagine there's been some growth to your business from that as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like 
one of the key things that I have done through my years of networking is diversification. So always diversifying the circles you're in, because one of the values you deliver relationships is having relationships that they don't have. Well, the only way you can have that is to be always diversifying the circles and relationships you're building. And so by doing that, we have at least at least our virtual sense has allowed us to expand our circles globally, which is is really one of the best ways to uh, can help connect your existing contacts with the new contacts that could be across you know across the ocean, but they still would be great um, opportunities for them, and that's something that I've always sought to do in my relationships. It's never about what I'm going to get out of it. It's about what I can do to serve others. And I feel like when we approach relationships with self-serving mentality, we're really no different than that sales guy in the car lot. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of putting a relationship face on, well, I'm just trying to sell you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it is all about um, paying it forward you know, and and giving first is a great mindset to have. So regardless of the size of your network and your community, how do you stay in front of and best nurture these relationships? That would be taking the extra time to connect, check in, even if it's just an email or if it's a DM and social media, or it's sharing something they have going on in social media, there are ways that you can continue to nurture uh, those relationships and keep that connection alive. It doesn't always mean that you have to be taking 30 minutes aside or an hour aside to have a coffee meetup or something there are are always ways that we can show that we support and um, we are trying to serve them in our relationships. I love that. So what advice would you offer the business professional who's looking to grow their network? First, I would say, think about, think about what type of, what type of relationships are you really wanting to build? Some people's goals are to obviously grow their business, get more clients. Then you need to look in areas of, well, where, where are those potential clients? Then start looking at those places to start networking, to start nurturing. I mean, that's even the wisdom of, you know, when we are in social media, where should we be having conversations, starting conversations? Well, it's where our target is. But if you're looking to, I don't know, get into a publication or something like that, then you're going to want to start building relationships with uh, journalists and people of that nature. So really, to me, the choices you make have to do with the goals you have. I have always wanted to make sure that where I'm building relationships has a lot to do also with community give back and where we can best serve the community as a whole, because that is local that, you know, that's where we always should start is supporting our local community. And sometimes the best people you can meet are also ones with that community minded 
service and, and you find your people there. That's where you're, you know, if you're minded that way, you're going to find your tribe that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then expand out from there. Sure. Yeah. I think it's um, the point of really understanding what is the goal? What are you trying to achieve? And then figure out where are those people hanging out that can help you achieve that goal? Exactly. Exactly. Let's go back to your 20 year old self. What would you tell yourself to do more of less of or differently with regards to your professional career? I first would tell myself to trust my instincts. Uh, There's many times where I ignore my instincts because um, I heard something that influenced me differently um, or I allowed, you know, someone to sway me differently and my gut has always been the, the, the center in which I have best made decisions and moved forward. And by trusting that, those are always where I look back at my history, and that's always where I was on the right path. Um, the things that I would tell my 20-year-old self to avoid doing is making sure that you are always continuing to lead in heart and service and never veer away from that road as well. Good reflection. (laughs) I'm looking back a little bit. Um, And 20 years old was a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah. And it gets further and further away every year, doesn't it? (laughs) It does. Yes, it does. All right, Shell, I like this question. Um, so we've all heard of the six degrees of separation. Who would be the one person that you'd love to connect with? And do you think you can do it within the sixth degree? Sophia Amoroso from Girlboss. I actually looked her up in LinkedIn and I, I, am, uh, I am three degrees away from her. <laughs> and that was really cool because she is someone who would really be an amazing coffee chat with. What would you ask? I would ask about her soul and passion that drives her. Digging deeper in that, that has driven her all of this time. And also about her tenacity to keep herself always shifting and doing what she needs to to keep moving forward. I have a lot of admiration for her. I think she's an amazing woman and she's someone I feel like has even more wisdom than she has put out there that a really deep conversation would reveal. So since you're three, um, three degrees away, what's holding you back from <laughs> reaching out? <laughs> I have tried, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm sure that she gets a lot of people who are trying. So, you know, (laughs) it's all good. I feel like when things are meant to happen, they will happen. And we just got to keep putting our teasers out there. Most definitely. Just, um, yeah. Leverage your network, right? Exactly. Exactly. 
But, you know, and the, the people who are typically the most fascinating to speak with, they have a lot of people who want to speak to them. So mm-hmm. they have to be discerning, of course. Um, all right. So I'm going to give you the opportunity to interview me. What is something that you'd like to ask me? I would like to ask you what you find to be the highest priority in building relationships. Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) I would say um, following through and doing what you say you're going to do. Yes. And just being you, not trying to be something that you're not. I mean, if you you tell someone you're going to do something and then you don't follow through on it, you've immediately lost any future trusts with that individual, which is going to be significantly harder to re regain back than is it then as opposed to you just actually doing what you said you were going to do. But communicate communication is so much um, a part of that in Mm -hmm. communicating appropriately. Yeah. If you're, if you're not going to hit a deadline, then let someone know instead of just um, not letting it happen because then you have a better chance of, salvaging the relationship at that point that you are communicating that you're not going to be able to deliver what you thought you could deliver. Exactly. Exactly. I totally agree. So do you have any final word or advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? I would say just continue to be authentic, transparent, being of service, always thinking with a service mind. And this is how we best serve our clients. This is how we best can show love to everybody in that we engage with and meet. And never treat someone, never treat someone with your preconceived judgments. Always, always treat everybody like they're Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm. Because when you make preconceived notions about people it does affect how you will treat them and you always should treat everyone as if they are a superstar yeah i love that and i wanted to offer a a ebook download that i have um giving you the link to and it helps in guiding you to building that brand culture and what values you really want to put out there in the world and social media and uh, and the, the key things to be looking at when you are uh, trying to accomplish that. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, we will include that as a download on the show notes page for this episode. So definitely take a look at that and download um Shell's four ways to build your brand culture in Instagram. All right. If anyone was interested in getting in contact with you, what's the best way that they can reach you? Best way would be to DM me on Instagram at Shell Via. That's C H E A L E V I L L A. And just drop me a DM. All right. We'll include that information in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. It's such a fun conversation. Thank you. I had fun too. Thank you so much. Social media, marketing, networking, all the, all the great topics. (laughs) Um, 
Indeed. All right. So this wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Shell for taking the time to connect with us. If you want to continue the conversation on networking and building your community, just join the Facebook group. Go to facebook.com and search for Social Capital Network. If you need me, send an email to laurie at socialcapitalpodcast.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.